Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, here to discuss game week two of football's greatest league. And of course, here to do it with me is the usual panel. The gentleman who kickstarted the season, kickstarted it in fine fashion. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Chadley Nagel as well as Don, Mr. Value Fear. Um, I would say this is a winner's table, but Don's here. Uh, Don, not the perfect start for Liverpool, of course, dropping points in the opening game, uh, losing the title race on the first day, setting a, a new Premier League record. It wasn't a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in the words of Don. But, uh, we'll, we'll get to... We'll get it wasn't to, a penalty off air. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, we'll get to Liverpool and all things um, <laughs> cheating later. But uh, first, of course, we start off with the, the biggest rivalry in Premier League football. Um, of course, one of the biggest rivalries I've seen. Of um, Certainly a midfield rivalry back in its day was Stevie G against Frank Lampard. Aston Villa take on Everton. This has all the makings uh, to not live up to the two coaches' Careers, yeah. Aston Villa losing their first game to Bournemouth. Don Everton losing their first game to Chelsea. How you how you looking at this one? Oh, it's a slippery fixture. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got in with that one. Yeah, it's a slippery fixture for for Stevie G. Uh, but Everton for me, uh, like with the, with the signing of. Uh, they they signed Connor uh, Connor Cody from Wolves. Mm. Um, that, that, Good that's signing me. for them. That was a brilliant signing. I didn't see that one coming <coughs> at all. Um, but it, I'm 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 leaning towards the under two point five goals market. I think it's going to be not a very separate the Gerard uh, Lampard debates. No, it's not continuing into management. It's not it's not for me. It's the the two great players. Um, yes, both managerials um, careers are struggling at the moment. Mm. Um, if I my heart obviously is with, used to go with, with Stevie G to seek to get one over Everton. Um, but I think that with Connor Cody coming in um, and the potential of Frank Lampard, uh, it could be a, a stalemate. So I'm either going for a no no or 1-1. One, one. Positive result then for Everton. I mean, it wasn't the perfect start, Chad. You witnessed Everton up closely. They obviously were beaten 1-0 by uh, Chelsea last weekend. But uh, I saw stats actually over the weekend that Steven Gerrard's win percentage is either equal to or less than Gary Neville's at Valencia. 36%, yeah. Sure. That is disgusting yeah. for management. But no, I didn't know that. Of course, he has the chance to, to somewhat salvage that against uh, his, his old arch-rival uh, midfield partner. Yeah, so I think it was obviously uh, uh, an encouraging performance um, for Everton. Also, bearing in mind that they were missing some key players, especially mm. uh, Bites up front. Uh, they had lost Richarlison, uh, who's now with Tottenham. And um, Calvert Lewin, was he's obviously um, ruled out uh, for a couple of weeks. So, Everton still put up, you know, put up some fights. It was an encouraging performance. Um, I, I know Frank Lampard want to build on that. Um, and you'll be confident against uh, Aston Villa's side that got beaten mm. 2-0 against a newly promoted <coughs> club. But I just think that everything sets up nicely for Aston Villa to win their home game with the Villa faithful behind them. They yeah. do have the quality on the pitch. Um, Everton, obviously, um, still missing uh, a number of key players. Yes, they've brought in uh, Cody, which is a top buy, that, but I just think they lack bites up front. And... I think with the quality that Aston Villa have, I think I'd back them to edge out a hard-fought encounter. Yeah, there is uh, more leaning with Aston Villa. Now, 
Don's backing under 2.5 goals. And I see why both teams didn't score last weekend. So there's certainly some common sense uh, applied there. But for me, I just feel like Aston Villa get the edge. I'm going to agree with you, Chad. Yeah, there's Danny Ings, there's Philippe Coutinho, there's Steven Gerrard, who are all used to being Everton's rival at some point in their, their career. So I feel like this game would just mean much more to them, obviously having that Liverpool, um, you know, Whatever it is on their shoulder, that Liverpool thing, that bird. What's that bird, uh, Don? That's that's there. That whatever it is, it's called. Um, it's a Villa versus Everton. It's not Liverpool <laughs> versus Everton. Uh, but yeah, all eyes. In fact, my eyes will certainly be turned on to the Emirates Stadium where Arsenal look uh, to you know continue where they left off last week and of course kickstarting the Premier League. Uh, on Friday night with the win against Crystal Palace, London derby, and now they get to stay in London. First time at the Emirates Stadium this season. First time for the new signings, Chad, to showcase their talents in front of the home crowd. Of course, we've seen him in pre-season, but this is the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I, I still, you know, even when Leicester used to, um, even when they, whenever they were, I think their title-winning season even, like Arsenal yeah. have always the had their number. Uh, so I think Arsenal just tend to rise to the occasion whenever they meet Leicester. And I think they are heavy favourites in this tie. I think two teams, we're looking at both of them and we're expecting different seasons for, for both. For On the one hand, we have Mikel Oteta's side who there's a lot of hype around and there's a lot of fuss uh, based on their excellent transfer business, uh, also based on their fine pre-season and also... Um, just starting the, the the season off on a winning note. And then uh, we have Brendan Rodgers, who is under great pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Vardy's now 35 years old. Um, Again? No, Jamie Vardy's 35. So, he's you know, he's he's of age now. He's getting on. 35 years And, um, you know, there's also talk about uh, Wesley Fofana and... Uh, who could, Wesley Fofana and Tillemans who could follow Kasper Schmeichel out the exit door. Mm. So, in fact, this could be Tillemans' audition because Arsenal are exactly the club so, that have so, been most linked. Exactly. So, I think it's it's going to be a very difficult season. It, it, pro- it promises to be a challenging one for Brendan Rodgers. I think uh, Arsenal pick up this uh, fixture with the win. Don, without too much thoughts into it, I say Arsenal bank and everything. I make them my bank of the week. And I, I, I was this bullish about Newcastle last week when they played Nottingham Forest. Um, I feel like Arsenal are, you know, if you've got those last one standing games or any fantasy league that you want to include Arsenal plays. I feel like this is where the bookmakers are saying, have a good strike. Why, why, are, you, why are you reading my notes? Um, yeah, so for, me, for, <laughs> me for me, it's the bank of the weekend. At 5 to 10, I mm-hmm. think there's, there's super value in that to add to all multiples. Just look at the way um, Arsenal were very clinical in their opening game in the uh, a hard-fought win in, against Crystal Palace um, and the way that they played. And if you look at the constructs, uh, way that uh, Leicester City had the opportunity to beat uh, uh, Brentford, but let it slip, and and came and Brentford came back and 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 got the uh, the draw. Mm. Um, for me, it's the worrying factor, and I think that there's something bigger going on at Leicester. As, as I said last week, um, f- to lose cash for Michael for one million is is, is a massive blow. Um, Tillemans is on his way out. Um, you know, his head's not even in the game. Chelsea have um, the money for Fofana. Yeah, so Chelsea have also uh, looked into who um, the key players, and I think the, the writing might be on the wall for for, for Brendan Rodgers. He's got to up. Uphill battle to, for me, um, and Arsenal's always been uh, the voodoo team um, for for Leicester City. So for me, 
can't see anything else but a five to ten win. Um, you might as well even go as Arsenal on the handicap, but that might be if you're an Arsenal fan. Mm. But for me, I would go straight um, at Arsenal to all, all Maltese at 5 to 10. Yeah, my only worry is that Leicester City have a good record against Man City and Arsenal are just as good now. So it's good up here. Chad Brighton against Newcastle. Uh, of course, both teams sure. picking up. Um, it's a mouth-watching one. <laughs> both teams coming off uh, in some rich vein of form. Brighton, of course, beating uh, that team that we red and black coached by the ball guy and uh, Newcastle were impressive at home against Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I think um, I think this is a tough game for either side. I think um, I think Newcastle will finish higher than Brighton this season. But I thought you were going to say Man United because <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Newcastle will finish above Brighton this season. Mm. But I think it's. It's these type of fixtures that will determine just how high they finish. Mm. Because, you know, going, uh, going to um, Brighton, going to the Amex, it's tough for even the, the, fortress, the top six the fortress uh, Amex. teams. Yeah, it, it's tough to go there and pick up a positive result. But there's a lot of, we spoke about Arsenal and a lot of uh, hype around them. There's a lot of fuss about Newcastle as well, off, coming off a brilliant season um, under um, Eddie Howe. What they're a fantastic coach! I must say, I've been proven wrong. Yeah, I've been proven wrong. I've been I've been a massive fan for for the Eddie Howe projects. I think that he's quietly gone about his business. Very um, good coach. He's got, he, and we all know that the, the backing and the potential that the owners have got. Um, and he's he's spent prudently and he's spent wisely. Um, and I think that for me, I'm all over um, Newcastle and this. I think that they were. Looking at Eddie Howe in terms of as as a manager, when he when he played at Bournemouth, when he when he managed at Bournemouth, these are the type of games that he relish, and he knows how to go to the MX Stadium um, and and grind out a, a result. Um, and it could be a one 0 hard fought win. Um, but Brighton say, but having said that, Brighton for me, um, yes, surprised me last week. Um, against Man United. How surprised were well, you? Pure, pure, no, no, no. When I, when I say this, based on based on Brighton losing two of their key players, mm. yeah. I, I gave them yeah. no chance. No, that's I, true. I, I literally gave that's them true. no. Cucurella um, was, was was the was was the sole heart and soul of the team. Player Basuma, of the season, yeah. yeah. Then, but Basuma, but yeah. Basuma was, was was undoubtedly one of the one of the also their playmakers. Mm. Um, and for me to lose two of those key players for yeah. me. I've, I literally wrote them off. We, we didn't know that Danny Welbeck was going to be Drogba 2.0. Oh, and I mean, he, they, they, they played well. Uh, so, I mean, taking that positive results from, from going to Old Trafford, uh, Theatre of Dreams, um, and, sure. and getting away the wins, you know, those are the, the, the those <laughs> those are things that will be will, will bode po- positive for them. But for me, I think that Newcastle are a much more sound team um, and a much more hard-fought team um, and a team and I'll reiterate a team that are playing well under Eddie Howe um, and that's why I say it's going to be a difficult task um, an afternoon for Brighton I'm going to find trouble backing against Newcastle this season I, I feel like I, I, know, I know there's hype and stuff and like I'm trying not to like jump too much onto that wagon but I feel like they've got one of the best players outside the top six in Bruno Guimaraes. Their striker, Callum Wilson, so underrated. He constantly scores goals. Yeah. This was his third season yeah. running. He scored in the opening weekend. And it's he's just an incredible... In footsteps, you know, yeah. we, we spoke about coaches. Is it fair to say these are two of England's best coaches? Yeah, no. Graham Potter and Eddie Howe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, hard I would, to disagree I would, with no, that. I would, I would, I would, I would so say that, but I, but I, I, I literally enjoy 
the Eddie Howe project. It's actually such I a think. football match. It's, 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 it's going to be a proper football and, match. And, 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 and therefore, my prediction is going to be a draw. I just think two fine managers, two fine teams. I just think I'm, I'm okay with a well entertaining draw, a well entertaining um, tactical uh, matchup. But I think both sides won't want will, will be desperate to avoid defeat, having started the season so well. Positively, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think you know, uh, I think a share of the spoils is on the cards in this fixture. Okay. Yeah, Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. <coughs> Get your game done early so you can get the notebooks out and watch this game because this is how two English coaches do it. Uh, Don, Manchester City host Bournemouth. Um, oof, I'm scared. I'm scared to ask you what's what's your prediction in this fixture. In fact, I'm more scared to ask Chad because you'll be a bit more open to saying the truth. I feel like you'll hide from it a bit. No, but I'm not going to hide from it. It's just one word um, and it's bloodbath. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I the one word I was thinking of is ruthless because yeah. that's it's, yeah. I'm scared. City, city at home are gonna they're gonna be they're gonna stamp their authority. Um, they cl- they were clinical against uh, West Ham. Mm. Um, and and West Ham were no pushover, uh, but they were clinical. Uh, and were Manchester City the most impressive team of the opening round for you? Uh, they're not on top of the log. No, no, no. They didn't they, win by the <coughs> biggest margin. But but were they the most impressive team for you? you, Not you, for me. you no, you're leading me into that. They were the for me. They were. They the were second, so dominant. The second team. The second team for me was Arsenal. Mm. Um, so if I had to pick two teams that were very dominant in the opening game, uh, opening round Mine of fixtures. No, I don't think the way Fulham that, are winning the league. No, but the way that in the manner in which City came out and. Yeah and dominated that game. Yes, they didn't come in and, and score three, four, five, to which we are used to City mm-hmm. playing, um, but they could have easily done that um, if given, they had the opportunities, they had the positions, yeah. they were playing around. Um, they, they didn't even get out of, of second or third gear. Yeah. Um, and I think that a Bournemouth team is is prey for them. They, they're going to go so Take yeah. take any multiple minus two on the handicap for me. I think um, Hollywood bets are offering minus three. Yeah, so it's, it's, and, it's and minus three on the offer. Yeah. Unheard of. So, so, so <laughs> might as well go on that one as well. No, I think I'm gonna. Man City to pick cherries. Then. Yeah, no, I think. Um, yeah, I think I have to go with Don. Don said it best. Bloodbath. I mean, this is a bloodbath waiting to happen. I think, I think you should look at the winning margins market, market and look at Man City to win 3-0, 4-0 or 5-0 just see what odds you get for that yeah. or 4-0, 5-0 and 6-0 sorry mm. yeah it's going to be a big score yeah, yeah. Uh, Bournemouth at least will be dressed for the occasion of course Blood Bart dressed in the red and black <laughs> uh, Southampton disappointing Southampton St. Mary's uh, Stadium is where Leeds will visit this weekend of course Southampton take on Leeds one of the f- many 4 o'clock kickoffs to discuss um, of course there's just one more as well with Wolves hosting Fulham. Uh, but Chad, Southampton, of course, scored the opening goal uh, yeah. against Tottenham Hotspur. Ward Prowse, what a volley <laughs> that was. Struck it into the ground. Lloris beats and But Leeds showed more fight from these two teams. And Leeds had obviously not tougher opposition, but what they did against Wolves was, was, was exceptional. Yeah, but they, they did. And they deserved it in the end. A 2-1 win over Wolves was impressive. But I do think we're looking at an early, as early as it is, game week two. This is an early six-pointer between mm. two teams that are 
going to be battling it out <laughs> to we've stay to remain in the top we've flight. Had, no. So wait, on this podcast, we've had uh, a team lose the title race on the opening day. <laughs> and now we've got a six points and game with relegation no, battle. But, but yeah. we look at these teams and you can, can you tell me with confidence that you don't expect either of them to be in a relegation battle? Now, Leeds, I, hate, down. I hate the opening weekend of football. <laughs> no, <laughs> now with Leeds, I've, 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 I want Leeds to go down no, in the beginning of the season. Just look at Southampton, how, mm-hmm. uh, how disappointing they were last season. They kind of um, look, they still look the same, the same going into this new season. And yes, I'm, you don't want to be too hard on them because they've lost to, they've they've got beat by Tottenham, who are like expected to challenge for and the title this season by some, um, not me. But <laughs> but you still expect these two teams to be finding, um, to be fighting it out for a place in in the top flight come end of the season. So I think. This is crucial points on the board. I really think so, even at this early stage. And um, Southampton, they don't give me any any confidence at mm. all. I think Leeds are the more better of the two teams. And at I least for that reason, I think maybe both teams to score might be a play, a, a draw might be a play, or Leeds on the win draw, double chance. Win draw, yeah. double chance, both teams to score two options. Yeah. Um, what for, are you for looking at? Yeah, for me, I think Leeds uh, <laughs> might just edge it. Um, mm-hmm. Southampton made an average Spurs look very good, um, and and added to this hype that you know Conte is 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 going to be Spurs. We're going to get to that in a moment. Yeah. but I, I like what you said. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I wouldn't have rated yesterday top of the league, and yeah. uh, it, it it pains me to say top of the league Spurs. Oh. But wait, we're, we're going to get to Tottenham in a minute. We'll speak about Tottenham, but <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about Southampton. They made they made an average Spurs look good. Uh, and I think that Leeds might just edge it. Yes, I, t- I tend to agree with what Chad's saying is that these could be the teams that could be fighting um, 17th, 18th, 19th position. Um, but I think that, yeah, from, I'm, I just got a favour for, for, for Southampton. Um, yeah, but both teams to score markets is, is, is where I'm going to look at. Wolves against Fulham, Chad. I think Fulham. Obviously, they, we are talking about teams that <laughs> who impressed most. That's and why I'm, I asked you first. And, and I'm not just saying and, this and because I, I literally Donzia. said nothing before this week. I just said Wolves against I'm Fulham. I'm not just saying this because Donzia, but they were the most impressive team because they had the toughest game for a newly promoted team coming into the top flight. Mm. This was a baptism of fire for them. And what do they do? They stick to their game plan. They don't play with their tail in between their legs. They play with their ears up, tails up. And I think they were impressive and Marcos I think they were well worthy, well worthy of a, of a, of a point in that game. Would you say they were unlucky not to get more? Very unlucky not to not to get all three, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want to disrespect Liverpool, but I do Dude, think this they, is the platform. I do think they this underestimated the Fulham, but Fulham for me were brilliant, and I think they will be very confident of that performance going into their game um, against Wolves. They'll want to build on that. Mm. Wolves obviously just got beat um, against Leeds and they'll want a response but I just think Fulham will give them a real go I, I think the safest players both teams to score but don't rule out a Fulham result I say the safest bet would be Mitrovic as an anytime goal scorer but uh, yeah 
of course, Chad mentioned that Fulham will be gutted after dropping uh, two points last weekend, Don. Two valuable points for, <laughs> for, for, for a Fulham team. <laughs> but, but, but having said that, they're now going to start travelling. Now they're going to play week in, week out. <coughs> yes, it's always easier stepping up against the big teams and um, and the big boys because it's, you, you motivate yourselves um, because you want, it, you want to take your points off, off the Flashbacks big teams. Flashbacks of Brentford on the opening game of last 100%. season. 100%. So for me... These are the games that stem to where you start watching the, the newly promoted teams. It's against the Wolves, the Southamptons, the, you know, the, mm. your stalwarts mm. that are in there. And how does the coach manage to to motivate his teams? Yes, they're, they're going to say, yes, we took off points from the potential champions of of, of, of England. Um, we we got to look at that. Um, and that's, that is a positive. For me, I think Wolves... Are going to be no pushover. Yes, the both teams to score market is, is attractive because I think Raul Jimenez is going to be uh, a key for me um, for for Wolves. Um, and yes, you can't write off that Mitrovic. He might dive and get a penalty, and he might he might con the, the ref yeah, again. I'm, I'm not entertaining this. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just I'm I'm saying. So for me, it's about teams to score market. No, but on, I do, on that game, I do get what you're saying because um, Fulham playing. Liverpool now. I feel like now is the best time to play Liverpool. In fact, as you said it, I was starting to think of all the other teams and Chelsea won, Tottenham won, Man United didn't win. But apart from Arsenal and Manchester City... Nice of you to include them in that conversation. <laughs> Arsenal and Manchester City, the exception. The rest of the teams, whether they won or lost, weren't at full strength. And... It's Tottenham true. won four one, but I would have loved to have played Tottenham. I'm an Arsenal was I would have loved to have played yeah. Tottenham. Also, the young, I would have loved to. I would have loved to have played. I would have loved to have played Chelsea last weekend. In fact, I'd play Chelsea this weekend. I'd love to play Man United now. You'd want, I'd want to this, play Liverpool. This is the time to play Liverpool. So I fully get what you're saying. I was on the wrong end of it last season. Of course, I mentioned I'm an Arsenal supporter and Brentford completely dominated Arsenal. Um, That's us in the middle of the season. (laughs) So I fully get what you're saying there. But yeah, speaking of Brentford, uh, they close off uh, Saturday, the first game at the Brentford Community Stadium. It's quite the humdinger. Um, It's it's against the team on their level. Manchester United, uh, Chad, fourth, Christian Eriksen, Derby. Christian Eriksen, going to be up against his former club. I think Brentford, Thomas Frank, you'll know all about what their former talisman is capable of. Mm. And I think they'll they'll have a game plan for that. Um, but then there's also, I think Ericsson is the main threat. Look, there's, there's Bruno Fernandes. For Manchester United. There, I know it sounds crazy. There's Bruno Fernandes. And, there's and Cristiano Ronaldo. There's Cristiano Ronaldo. But I, I am MBA. looking. But that's the thing. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't start the first game. I'm looking at Christian Ericsson as the one that probably instills more fear into that Brentford setup. Because they, they know what played, he's capable yeah, of. They played with him, they trained with him, they understand and what and, he's and about. And remember, every time he pulled the strings for them and, co- and, ga- and gave Brentford the, the headlines for the right reasons, all the fuss was about him. And even the, the, the interviews afterwards, everyone kept saying it. Thomas Frank kept saying, what a player. I can't believe no one, no other clubs took a chance, took a gamble okay. with him. But my question is, is that does Eric, <coughs> I said in last week's preview, um, Ericsson made a mistake um, in terms of leaving Brentford and going to Manchester. And I think Brentford are going to show you the reason why, um, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a hard, tough battle. Um, 
there are bigger problems uh, at at Man United. I don't think the, the players know what they're doing there. I, I don't and think and this is and the, this is the, and this is what I'm saying. To I you don't think, think coaching has started. Yeah, I don't think Ten Hag's tenure has started. I think if you look at if you look at if you look at what's going on, I don't think coaching has started. I was just going to carry on. No, no, no. I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to say it in, in the best way possible. But if you look at what the the boardroom antics that are going on, um, player, uh, the the supporters are starting to riot and. And, and revolt. The players want them, want Glazier's out. Um, for me, I think the writing's on the wall. I don't think coaching is thoughts, and I'm sorry, Don. That's just like well, that's I didn't say that. That is all Jesse saying. That is your headline. There's your headline. But for me, I, I think I think United <laughs> United should on paper, um, and football's not won on paper. Should on paper. Get away um, with with the with the sneaky little win, um, the draws on the card, and if you take the double chance win draw uh, for United, that that gives you seven to ten. You're not going to get that from a from a top uh, a top six team, um, and that should tell you the confidence that we the everybody's looking at Brentford. It's not going to be easy. Um, well, I think since the coaching hasn't started, <laughs> I think I, no, honestly, I think United, United, I think we need to give. We need to we need to be honest. We're looking at the name Manchester United and we're thinking, you know, you should be winning this game and perhaps they should. But there's a lot there's a lot that you know that still needs to take shape at the club. You know, even <coughs> preseason no some preseason was good. And but that's why I was saying uh, last on the last podcast, we don't get carried away too much with preseason results. And United that was hinted at me. No, if I look, if I look at the uh, at the first match, okay, and if we analyze the Man United Brighton game, which player for Man United stood out head and shoulders at, uh, and said, "You know, what? I'm here to play for the club. I'm actually here to actually put in a shift." No so. one. No, in Bro, fact, oh, not like, even like he was but, probably the closest player to. To say that he put in a shift. Don, yeah. our clubs, uh, Liverpool and Arsenal, have been in this position. In fact, Arsenal could still be there. In, in fact, the season hasn't even finished yet, so I can't also get carried away. You know that when your club are in a certain spot, I mean, no matter how many quality players you have within the ranks, there's just that... Um, I don't know how to explain it, but there's just that negativity or that order and the, and of, this, of negativity that's just what I'm, what surrounding the club. You could so have many, quality players. I've seen uh, Suarez and Sturridge and Sterling and Coutinho and uh, Jay Spearing, of course. No, but, but, I, but I mean, and I, that team finished nowhere. And I'm, but forget I'm asking, the second season. And I'm asking, the, I'm asking the question purely, and I'm saying this is that. If you look at what's going on at, at United, outside of what's they're going on, they're there for the taking. They're rightfully so. They're there for the taking, um, and their their players they're not attracting mm. big names or great names. If so, they would have sealed the the Frankie De Jong situation way yeah. before any other deal was. was but was also, the there's no Champions League football to entice the the, the elite players. Manchester United, United you are playing that. with Cristiano Ronaldo. You are yeah. playing with David Villa. Well, Ronaldo playing, doesn't want to stay there. But but I'm, this yeah. is what I'm saying to you. If 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 Ronaldo doesn't want to stay there. What is what is going on? Look, with, with your no, captain doesn't even know which which side of the tunnel to stand in. <laughs> I mean, that, that is what United are at the moment. They're becoming a joke. A banter club. Yeah. They're becoming a banter club. They no, they, they are, are joining. They are joining Spurs in the memes group. Yeah. That that is. What I feel like Spurs are going to one day like giving uh, FC. Yeah, some of my Spurs left the chance and but, expect that some. But but I, I do think that um, you know, like we we just said, the Premier League's well, Premier League's full of upsets, isn't it? 
And like I think that. So you're saying uh, Man United could win this fixture? Okay. Be surprised if Brentford won. No, I'm tipping Brentford to win this. So, so, th- so that's, that's what I'm saying. And this is why I'm saying I'm saying. So I'm tipping the upset and saying. Take a double chance at Man United. No, you win, can't double chance them. Double chance at win draw. You're not going to get value for that. Win draw at Man United is seven to ten. That's the double chance. Sure. That's the double chance for Man United seven to, to win. Seven to twenty. Yeah, seven to twenty. Seven can't to be. Seven to ten. Seven to ten. Win That's, chance. Double chance. Man yeah. United. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I'll I'll just go with the value bets and I'll back Brentford. And this is no disrespect to United. I've seen what Brentford are capable of. They've hit Chelsea 4-1 four, four, at the bridge last season. This is a team um, that you can never, ever write off, and they have a lot of fight in them. Yeah. I say Brentford win this game. Yeah. I, I go with... And a, add further misery to United I and go with a bit more value. Um, I just feel like, judging on the way they play and the crowd in first game at Brentford Community Stadium, I've seen this way too many times with Brentford last season. Um, of course, Hollywood... It's been the sponsor and we had to pay, pay much more attention to them. And just watching their games, the way they play, and of course that at the time Edison was also in the team, so it made a bit of a difference. But Brentford to get four or more corners in the first half. At, you said four more goals, yeah. I'm not ruling that out, but there's no market for that. Um, but Brentford to get four or more corners in the first half at four to one is ridiculous. Wow. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. So... I think there's full value on Brentford. You've heard it from our panel, yeah. Uh, Brentford look full value for for the win, the win draw. There's there's been some confidence. There's been some uh, less optimism, but Brentford certainly are full value for their their shots against Manchester United. Double header on Sunday, gentlemen. Uh, not so much to dwell on. Yeah, Nottingham Forest against West Ham. West Ham win before the big one. Uh, no, Don, West, West Ham win. West Ham win. Yeah, just so, draw a line through that city defeat. Yeah, you draw a line against that. I think yeah. West Ham for me, easy win for me. Love West Ham to win, but Gianluca's Kamako off the mark. Gian just screamed like, West Ham win. Okay, let's talk about Chelsea. Did, did you also feel that? Let's get to it then. Uh, Chelsea hosts Tottenham Hotspur in the Antonio Conte derby. It's uh, Conte going back home. You can't really say home. We'll put inverted commas on that. He doesn't really have a home, actually. Uh, uh, was he still renting in London? Well, oh, well, of course, yeah. Spurs are in London. But yeah, London derby, Lily Whites of Tottenham against the Blues of Chelsea. Top of the table, Spurs versus eighth position, Chelsea. Two teams, no, Don. I'm going to start off by saying there's two teams who could have been better last week. Well, I, I think that Chelsea should have been better last week. Um, I don't think Spurs could have gotten any better um, purely because of the average performance that they played against um, in Southampton. We've spoken about how Southampton yeah. were, were average. I also think, you know, what we, we, we <coughs> could be overlooking, and I agree with you what you said, uh, Jesse, about the opening week and the big teams were still come out stuttering somewhat. But I do think that it's the same situation with, with Arsenal, and perhaps Chelsea aren't getting that same attention. It's like, like you know, like our P- Arsenal goes to Palace, wins... Yes, they're not at their uh, majestic best, but that's a game they go there last season and lose. It's the same thing with Chelsea. Chelsea mm. go to Everton and last season and they dr- and they lose that as game. That was the case, and, yeah. And, and I think that we're not looking at that. Yes, Chelsea haven't been, they weren't like, you know, like fantastic, but I I could see so many positives mm. uh, to take into a, a, a home fixture. Well, spell, spell them out for us because 
Well, uh, I think possibly it was, us looking yeah. from the outside in, we're saying, oh, well, Chelsea, I, I remember them being better last season. Yeah, so, so we, obviously there's, there was always going to be that talk of Antonio <laughs> Rudiger, uh, what a key figure, mm. you know, on and off the pitch. Koulibaly's better than him. Koulibaly's mm. uh, better than him and he showed how fantastic he is uh, in his debut for, for Chelsea. He was brilliant. Yes, he had a cramp, struggling <coughs> to uh, uh, just to keep up with the demands of the Premier League, the, the rigours of the English game, but I think he was fantastic. I think all of our signings were... Mark Kukureya was brilliant when he came I'm on. I'm still trying to get over Thiago Silva. Yeah, Thiago <laughs> Silva doesn't age. He was he was fantastic. Raheem Sterling was, mm-hmm. uh, was our best attacker and Kai Herbert's loves the Spurs game. Uh, so, you know, like, I think there's a lot a lot of positives for Chelsea to take mm. into this fixture. Last season, I guarantee you, we would have dropped points in this game. So, yeah. these are these are three points picked up and it was, it was difficult. We needed a penalty, but we were the better team. I yeah. think if you had to pick a team, we were the better team. I think Tottenham, there's a lot of hype, a lot of fuss about them. Uh, some talk of a, of a title charge. They need to win the Carabao Cup before they can think about the title, in my opinion. Um, but is, is this a, a early <coughs> top four battle? It is a top four battle. It's even no, a top three battle. No, not, not disrespecting Spurs, it's just like in terms of know, knowing where they stand for the season. Because Chad mentioned title talk, because Arsenal, first, I mean, uh, Chelsea first, Manchester City is not a top four battle, if you know what I mean. Uh, Chelsea first, Liverpool's not a top four battle. It's a top four team against a title contender. So I'm saying are these two teams who will be fighting for the same objectives at the end of the season? Yeah, and for, and for me, there's only there's one team that's better, and it's Chelsea. Chelsea are the best of the rest. And I think until the team comes and actually does something where we can actually look back and say, okay, look, they did do it, mm. then we can be like, okay, yeah, maybe you've kicked... Uh, they've been kicked off their third spot or, or something like that. But until it happens, you know, Chelsea are the big boys in this fixture. The betting doesn't lie. They favourites, rightly so. The game's at Stamford Bridge. At, uh, Stamford uh, Bridge. Uh, Spurs have a terrible record at Stamford Bridge. And it's a London derby. Yeah, yeah so, but, but I think if... I, I, I Look, I, I'm not, not shy to call away to call a Chelsea defeat even. I have, that was the case last season. When y'all told me I was hurting even. I'm telling you, Chelsea don't lose this fixture. No, but are you going as confident as saying uh, Chelsea win? And how confident are you I'm ahead not, of this con- weekend? I'm not so confident because Spurs, I have to respect them. They, they, they are a good team and they've strengthened well. And I also know Antonio Conte is a serial winner. And yeah. uh, they could but, start but the came out and said after before pre-match one, uh, before game match one, he said we weren't ready. Um, and yeah. yes, they won um, against against Everton. And but you could see there's more to come from Chelsea. But you can see that there is more to come to Chelsea. Um, is this game a little bit too early for them um, in terms of seeing all the the finished product of Chelsea? So. Yeah. I Spurs do think relishing, Spurs yeah. relishing the moment saying, hey, Chelsea's not the complete diamond shining Now's yet. the time. Now's the that, time that, to go to step And I also think they, where, where Spurs are actually ahead of us now is their, their, their preparations. They've, they've, they've even looked better. They've, they've got their, sign, their signings in early and yeah. they've blended well with the team. Uh, Conte's had a closer look at them. He knows and exactly what he's going to do. Business. There's more of a selection headache for Thomas Tuchel. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Spurs are heading in that sense, but okay. I think only in that sense. Okay. Chad mentioned plenty of positives, and he's backing a Chelsea uh, win. Donny mentioned average Spurs when discussing the Southampton game. They won 4-1. Yeah. 
but it was it was average Southampton. You know, the, and the, the and no, and I, I agree with you. I just want to hear what you've they made the team. You, you know, sometimes sometimes the a four one on 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 paper, and you look at the team and you say mm, that didn't the, the, the scoreline didn't really reflect the, the results mm. of the game, um, or the the way that the the game should have gone. If Spurs were so clinical um, in terms of the hype that we give Spurs, they should have won that game for uh, five or six. Yeah. You know they should have gone out and, and think. Not disrespecting a four-one, it is a, is a great victory. Um, but I think that this week is a is an uphill total um, yeah. battle for them. Um, <coughs> yes, it's not a finished Chelsea, and but it might not be a, not a ready forget. or prepared Chelsea, but it's still Chelsea. Yes, you not forget they lost four times to Chelsea last season. You, you yeah. know what I like to look at in marginal victories is Tottenham won four-one last week, but I, I think take out their best player and best player last week was Kulusevski. What would that score have been, and how much would one player make in that? And I would go as far as to say they dropped points without Kulusevski last week. So Chelsea, obviously, Chilwell, Kukurela wasn't an option last week uh, for Tsukuli. He had to start Chilwell because Kukurela could only come in for a few minutes. But now that he's got a full week to prepare, and Kukurela is the better left-back from the two. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, Chad, but Kukurela for me, is the better left-back of the two, better equipped defensively. He's faster, he's more intelligent, and if he shuts out Kulusevski, game on. And Chelsea win this quite convincingly because they, they have the tools to, to win the midfield battle. I really think highly of Bensenko. Which, uh, which was the better game to watch between Chelsea versus Everton and Southampton versus Spurs? Uh, and that gives you your answer in yeah, terms of the preparation and, and, and the where they are the teams. I think for me, the hard-fought game... To, to add to that question is where, where was more quality displayed? Chelsea. And I didn't see quality in a 4-1 game. It's, it sounds crazy. And, I could, and this is what I was saying could, to you. You know, never listen to this podcast again because I think, oh, this host doesn't know what he's talking about. But I didn't see much quality in that fixture. And So you agree with me? I definitely agree with you. Tottenham. The coaching hasn't started there. <laughs> the coaching hasn't started in a lot of clubs by the seams, by the seams of things. Tottenham will give... I think it all depends on Kulusevski. If he has a good game, Tottenham will be so hard to beat because he's, he's excellent. He's, he's, he's the... Chelsea fan, we gave it away. The, the, the player... No, I think, I think, Son, player I think that Son, for me, steps up at the big games. Son uh, and Kane will be where the attention is at. And Koulibaly and Kane will... Uh, Koulibaly and Thiago Silverado will have their work cut out for him. But yeah. if Kukurela is not up for it... I think Son, Son, will, run, so Son will run right. So it all depends on that for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say draw because it's so hard uh, to not see Kulusevski having such a good game. So I'm going to go with the draw. Chad, you say Chelsea win. Don, Chelsea, Tottenham, your prediction? I, didn't, I'm, I don't think I'm I got actually, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards a Chelsea win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think Chelsea, it's going to be an entertaining game. I think both teams to score, yes, um, but Chelsea and both teams to score for me is what where I'm going to be playing. I'm going to stick with you because on Monday night, we've got Christian Ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still even call this fiction the Christian Ball. Christian Ball. Yeah, Crystal Palace, of course, I got a good look at them last week. I, I don't know how much of that was down to Arsenal or how much of it was down to Crystal Palace, but they're not as bad as they were made out to look, made out to be. And Liverpool obviously didn't have the greatest start to the season. Of course, drawing two-two against uh, the most impressive team 
uh, of the weekend according, according to, to according, according to, to, to according to Chad according to Chad yeah um, um, yeah it's for, for me Liverpool's got injury woes we've oh, got battles yeah, in yeah. the midfield I'm saying Thiago Silva Thiago uh, uh, rather Thiago's yeah. out um, you know Thiago Gold yeah Kate's has taken a knock um, Hen- yeah, Henderson Henderson might be doubtful um, so you might play Milner Jones Elliot as as a as a I'm midfield. not going to do that. I'm saying that this no, is just not that has never happened. That's not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Happen. Don't don't do this. No, I'm saying don't that. do this. We've got six midfielders out. Where's Fabinho? Okay, we've got six midfielders out. Where's Fabinho? Imagine Elliot Jones and Milner. <laughs> That's not even Carabao. But but having I don't even said think that, they sit to get in uh, changing. But rooms. but having said that, I think that Liverpool should bounce back. Um, and when I say bounce back, because apparently in this podcast it was a, a loss. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, but Liverpool for me um, under the lights Monday night football. Um, but take, but take do you not do you not see? Do you, sorry, do you not see Liverpool? Dropping points against the promoted team. No, that was a team. point gained. Did no, but do you not <laughs> see them dropping points against the promoted team as a, something that could come back to bite them if they want to beat Man City? Remember, it's an, to beat Man City to a league title, you, it's almost near perfect. But we've got to beat Man City. Yeah, but I'm just saying you're going to look back on points dropped and you're going to be like, Fulham, newly promoted, we should have beat them. Mm. I just think... I think if you look at the Fulham game and... and um, the parallel that I draw to that is is similar to what Brentford did the first season when when they came into the in, into the Premier League. So um, that's that's what I'm giving them uh, the credit that I'm giving Fulham in terms of it's easy to step up to the big boys mm. um, and and yes the fans were out in in their numbers their fans were out in full voice. Liverpool were stuttering, um, taking nothing away from from that in terms of the performance. The performance was lackluster. Um, and it wasn't a a titled um, title challenging performance. Does Nunes come in for you from um, the start? I, I, I still I, I doubt it because I think I, I think he's going to go with the tried and tested. Um, and yeah, that, that's so Nunez will come off the bench for me, um, and and I think that that's probably because he wants to ease him in and and rather take as much limelight off him um, because of that whole price tag. Um, yeah. So I think that that's that's the reason why I would definitely start him. And but the fans it's not would based want on quality. You it's say. not. It's not based on quality. It's it's more the mental that we want to ease you into this whole thing because he's already come out and and Klopp. When I say he, it's Klopp has come out and said that the price tag doesn't matter um, for the player, but because of his age and because of his quality. We want to try and ease him into this whole process, mm. um, you know. So they'll put the the the, the what Diaz for me. The, the the front three will be Diaz, Firmino, Salah. and Salah, um, and scoring under the lights will be a joy for them. And hopefully, when we're two two or three nil up, um, bring bring Bobby off and then put Nunes on and score another two or three. I don't look forward to those voice knots. Chad, <laughs> yeah. first game at Anfield should Liverpool, Liverpool should be one. comfortable. <clears throat> Well, uh, that's all we have from uh, Don, Mr. Value Via, of course, proving to be valuable where it matters most. And Chad, quite optimistic in the no- uh, London derby. I almost called it a North London derby, but, uh, but it is a London derby. Chad, very optimistic about Chelsea, claiming round one over Tottenham. Promises to be an interesting weekend, gentlemen, until next week. And uh, thanks for the football insights. Cheers. Cheers.